Welcome to my podcast, Katie's Journey. I'm your host, Kaylee Dwyer, aka KD. This show is designed for the lifelong learner, the curious brain, and the person who's probably always asking why. You'll be joining me on my journey as I meet new people, try new things, and gain the valuable insights of others as I explore my professional career. So join me on this journey if you're interested in doing the same. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Katie's Journey. I have a very special guest today and someone that up until a few weeks ago was a total stranger to me. Her name is Sarah Crowley, and we met at the GORUCK event that if you follow my story, then uh, I posted a bunch of blogs about my experiences at this event, what it entailed, and what I really took away from it. So definitely head over to my website if you want to read more about it. And I believe Sarah is mentioned in there as well. But why I got to know Sarah. So we have a bunch of similarities. Not only was she a killer lacrosse player and still a killer athlete to this day, but she's also the host of Tom Babe, which if you know anything about me, then I am as Tom Babe as it comes. You know, I'm super excited for this podcast. And Sarah, I kind of just want to start off and kind of get a high level overview of, of what your journey has looked like. And, you know, a quick intro to those listening. Awesome. Well, for sure, you are definitely Tom Babe worthy, Kaylee. Um, I am so excited to be chatting with you tonight. So I guess oh, the term journey, oh, and it's been definitely a long path so far and it's it's still kicking. I guess I'll just start with um, I, I never knew what I wanted to do for a job. I went to college. I got recruited to play at UVA in Virginia and didn't even know where I wanted to live, didn't know what school I wanted to go to, went there anyways, didn't know what major I wanted. Um, had some fun there, also dove into some like social issues, some insecurities, some confidence issues, and I was dealing with some mental health um, things. And so I went and transferred to University of Massachusetts Amherst, where I kind of came into my own. I played lacrosse there. Um, I graduated from there. And since then, I've been kind of trying to figure out who I am. And I feel like being at UMass Amherst, going through lacrosse, going through kind of a D1 school, and then I played pro for a season right after, all of that taught me so much. But to this day, that's why I made the podcast recently. I haven't truly realized how much of an impact that's had on my life and how the term, like like you said, Tom Babe, how much that kind of means to someone like me and to you who've dealt with athletics since they were little and it's kind of helped to shape them and teach them that they can be more than what other people expect of them, especially when you're a female athlete growing up in that kind of space. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And there's a bunch of different expectations and a bunch of different profiles that you almost need to try and fit into when you're in that growing up phase. So having that experience and finding yourself must have been a crazy journey. And I'm most curious to know about, you know, being a D1 athlete, what does that look like, especially as you're going through this kind of, I want to say spiritual awakening? Um, I, I honestly really like to view it as that. I, I hadn't really accepted that again until recently. I don't know what's up with 2021, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you kind of view it as this kind of thing that just happens to you like, oh, it's sports. But then you look back when you're a little bit older and you're like, wow, 
that really changed me. That really broke me down. That really made me into who I am, like going through those experiences. But yeah, D1 athletics, I mean, you being at UVA was a lot different than UMass. It was um, definitely a more prestigious school. And it was it was in the, the top four schools for lacrosse. We went to the final four. And so just naturally with that came a lot of expectations. Um, and for a girl just 18 years old, who came from a random school on Long Island and went to one of their camps and got lucky enough to be recruited. I had no clue what I signed up for. (laughs) Uh, My muscles were definitely nowhere near ready for it. I injured myself almost immediately and then I got over it. My mental health definitely took a beating. Um, I had issues with bullying and I didn't really know how to kind of be in my element and like handle Myself, if that's the best way I can say it, I didn't know how to deal with insecurities and deal with people being combative towards me and holding my own. And and like I like to say on my podcast, stepping into that masculine, I was just emotional all the time. I was letting people get to me and not in like a healthy, vulnerable way, in like a dangerously vulnerable way where I was putting myself in situations that led to failure that didn't lead to growth, if that makes sense. And absolutely, there's just so much that happened. But I, I guess if I can just kind of keep it brief, going through that and then going to UMass, which was more of a, let's just say Amherst, Massachusetts is a very hippie town. <laughs> it's very like crunchy granola and I fit in perfectly. And I, uh, I kind of came into my own in terms of confidence and in terms of friendships and relationships. I realized that I wasn't straight, which was a big thing for me. Um, come senior year, I was more of a, a pansexual type, more sexually fluid, which is what I like to call it. And with that kind of just came identity with it, like coming into my own with confidence in sports senior year of college at UMass just made me feel powerful as like a woman. And then understanding my identity with that and then learning how these energies take like kind of coincide with my actions and learning that I'm capable of loving more than one kind of person and realizing what I deserve. It it was all just like a huge volcano. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, and it all came at once and it was kind of overwhelming. And so the past couple of years, no one tells you how hard it is to leave college athletics until you leave it and you're just thrown to the wolves, which is life. And I'm not going to complain about it, but it's hard. And if, if you've just kind of recently come into your own, and you're trying to realize all of that, you definitely make a lot of mistakes afterwards and you're not really sure where to go next. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's things just kind of fall into place and you, you just mentioned it. And I know that, that we went into this on your podcast as well, which by the way, to everyone listening, I will absolutely plug the link to that in the show notes. But Sarah, can you kind of tell the listeners what you mean by energies and how you explored those? Okay, so I guess to keep it simple, um, you guys can check out some of my my intro episodes to it, but the way I like to explain it is that we have a feminine and a masculine energy. And the first thing I need to say is that these are not gendered. Just because you might be more in your feminine energy a majority of the time does not mean you're more like a girl. And the opposite is the same for the masculine. It doesn't mean that you're more of a boy or more boyish. So the feminine energy, this is like your yin and your yang. And people have been using this since the beginning of time, like yin and yang and Shakti and Shiva. I always forget the second one. And these are all terms that people use 
interchangeably for feminine and masculine. So the feminine is more of that passive, that internal energy within you. It means that you're, you might be more compassionate. You're more nurturing. You allow more creativity to flow. You're more intuitive. You, you're more in sync with your relationships in the sense that you want to take care of the person that you're with and you're more in tune with how they're feeling and how it's sort of like a mental health, I guess, if an easy way to say it with like kind of those modern battles these days. These people are definitely more in touch with how they're feeling, what they need to relax, how they need to support themselves internally. Absolutely. And that masculine energy is the more active energy. It's the more assertive energy. It's dominating, but not in the sense of like a negative way. It's it's an, It initiates. It's more certain. It's more confident. It's more logical, whereas the feminine is kind of just more intuitive and it, and it feels situations out to, to see what fits best for them. Yeah. And both of these are very positive things. Neither one, they're not opposites of each other. That's the first thing you guys need to realize. They're not gendered and they're not opposites. So to keep it short, someone in the feminine who is like excessive in the excessive feminine, like it's kind of getting toxic. They might be a little needy. They might be depressed. They might feel kind of like this martyrdom or this victim mentality. And someone who has excess in the masculine has more anxiety, especially when it comes to performance. They're more rigid. They might end up being more dominating and they might end up being more emotionally and physically abusive and, and forceful. And so the the balance, again, it's not 50-50. It's more of kind of which one is your naturally your strength. Like for me, I'm more naturally in my feminine and I've been trying to control my masculine energy more and let it come out in like the best of ways. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's how I would explain it in a, in a simple way. It was kind of long-winded. But. No. And <laughs> honestly, as you kind of just walked through that and started to come into that in your senior year, what what would you tell people what would you tell incoming freshmen about this experience and going into D1 D1 athletics or actually, you know, any athletic program to be honest and and how should they kind of approach this mindset and all of these feelings should it should it just hit them like it hit you one day in your senior year? Oh, so much. I I'd write a freaking book for them. Um, God, but, you should. Yeah, I <laughs> I know. You know what? Maybe I should. You've inspired me, Kaylee. <laughs> um, I would say that if I'm speaking directly to them, I would say if you're a female athlete, you are, because of society, you may be expected to be more in your feminine. You may be expected to be good at nurturing relationships or expected to be good at yielding or being more compassionate or being more soft which are not bad things, but it might just be expected of you more. But what I want you to understand is that just because that's expected of you, it's not who you truly are. You might be strong in that, but that is not all that you are. And when it comes to athletics, especially when it comes to that that higher stage uh, where it's like D1 or pro or anything like that, of course, you'll feel it in any kind of program, any level. But when the stakes are high, you're going to need both of these energies to control yourself and to be happy. Your mental health is going to quickly degrade if you do not have these under control. We need to learn that we are worth being confident for, but we're also worth engaging in self-love and self-care. There's a point in time where you're going to be so exhausted 
You're going to be so upset. You might be furious. You might be angry. You can't believe that your coach or your friend or your teammate did something to you. You can't believe that you didn't succeed at this goal that you wanted to succeed and you didn't win that game. But after it all ends, you need to ask yourself, why did this happen? Why am I feeling this way? Am I being a little bit too emotional about this? Am I taking this to heart when it's really just uh, something that's more logical? Like I, I didn't practice this thing enough, so I need to get this done. That's more in the masculine. Or is it more, okay, my coach isn't really understanding where I'm coming from when I said I wanted to th- to do this, or my teammate isn't understanding where I'm coming from where I said I needed I need this kind of leadership style if you're going to be my captain, which goes into the feminine, like building relationships with the people around you and speaking up for yourself are just as important as making sure you get the job done and get shit done in your masculine energy. It is not, like, oh, it's just so important. That's and I crazy. Just can't, yeah, you actually just made me realize, I, I did not even think of this until right now. I, I guess <laughs> I've been working on this too, but kind of subconsciously. And you just said something along the lines of, communication and Mm -hmm. how like in some instances you might have that moment where like wow did I just kind of overreact there was that a really emotional response for something that could have just had a logical answer and Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a hard thing to swallow and it's something that I've really put a lot of time and effort into in you know my my personal professional life on how to handle things like that and how to kind of do an audit and check check my feelings before I just let them attack my emotions and before I before I just react without thinking about it. And I realize when I'm not so consciously aware of that, that I do come out with a very over-emotional reaction. And it's just not something that I'm not even comfortable doing, but for whatever le- reason, I'm not consciously controlling it. And it's just it's just happening. So I do think that what you're saying is is totally right. Being able to kind of identify those masculine aspects and those feminine aspects and find that fine balance on what works for you and what works in your environment, what situations you can show that and where you need to reel it back. Exactly. And you just nailed it on the head. I, I love how you said audit. I'm probably going to steal that from you <laughs> because that's literally what it is. It's this whole journey Like you said, so this is obviously this podcast is Katie's journey. And this, my podcast, what I'm learning about these energies is a journey for me. It's something where you need to decide like, okay, I'm at the point in my life in this journey where I'm going to start taking responsibility and accountability for what energy I'm putting into the universe and what energy I'm internalizing. And you can think that's a whole spiritual thing and make fun of it, but it's real. And the only reason... I've, I'm trying to help people understand it in this feminine and masculine sense. It's because a lot of us struggle with keeping things simple. So when we kind of say, okay, I'm going to work on this energy, it makes it simple enough where we can make a conscious decision and be like, I want to tap into this for this specific situation. You are so right. Instead of having to like use all these words, like saying, oh, I need to be more compassionate. I need, I need to stick up for myself more. Like you can say that all day long. But if you have these two specific words, the feminine and the masculine, and you truly understand what they mean and which one you need to work on, then you can just say, you know what? Today, I'm going to tap into this and I'm going to really try to be this because you are that. 
it's not you're, like you're trying to be somebody you're not. It's just that Tap it's within you it. and you need to kind of wake it up. Yeah. Like wake it the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're making some killer points. I'm having some epiphanies over here. I'm like, geez, <laughs> geez, I never really thought of it like this. And I listened to the episodes that you described this, but it, it didn't, I didn't really internalize it until you just told it to me now. And I started applying it to my actual communication in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's so totally relevant. And I think when you bucket things into different scenarios where it makes it a bit more simple, that it makes it so much easier to kind of go in one direction and realize it's finding a balance between two instead of finding a balance between X, Y, and Z, every synonym in the book for exactly. different communication styles. So I totally align with that. And I align with the fact that, you know, it is a spiritual type of awakening. And <laughs> I kind of like, <laughs> I've never been the person to, you know, I would years ago be the person that laughed at that. And it's, it's strange now because I feel and see myself going in the direction of, wow, why was I ignoring all of this stuff? Why was I yeah. making it like a thing when it was totally normal? Exactly. It's like we, oh my gosh, I I felt the same way looking back at like my dumb college self or my dumb high school self and thinking that this stuff wasn't important when it's literally everything. It's just a a way to compartmentalize it. It's life. Like those two things are your life. Exactly. It's everything about you and the people around you. And I feel like, because how old are you? Are you 23? 2023. Okay. So like this is the point in our lives where we kind of start making those realizations. And I'm 26 and I I wish I figured it out at 23 because I just like started really, really, truly thinking about it. Hey, anytime. (laughs) Some people never realize this. People go and it's honestly, not to bring another term into this, but (laughs) self-awareness has a major component in being able to identify, you know, those masculine and feminine energies. Because if you're not self-aware and if you can't perform those like internal audits of your emotions or what's the situation, then you're missing a key piece in being able to actually know who you are. I feel like self-awareness is probably the biggest stepping stone into, into coming into a lot of these things after you can recognize, you know, what your what your traits are, what your habits are, and how you typically respond to certain situations. Dude, exactly. And the main issue I see, which I know it, it like gets a lot of people upset these days. So we have this whole mental health awareness thing going on, especially during COVID, which I'm all for. I've dealt with like mental health issues my whole life, depression and anxiety. Same here. But what upsets me is that a lot of people are normalizing it And that's all well and good, but some people are normalizing it to the sense where you don't need to change. It's okay to feel these things and it's okay to stay that way. I I could shout from the rooftops and say, it is okay. I I completely validate you feeling depressed. I completely validate you feeling anxious. You deserve to feel those feelings and be in the feminine and understand and really kind of get into the nitty gritty of why you're feeling that way. I want you to learn that about yourself. But are you taking the steps in the masculine to work on yourself and change your life so that you can be happier? A lot of this can be biological. And of course, like it's a lot of it's in your head and it's chemicals, but a lot of it isn't Yeah, for a lot of people. It's situational. Yes. So what steps are you going to take? How are you going to become more self-aware and, and take that awkward, uncomfortable look in the mirror and be like, wow, 
what can I do to feel happier today? Because lying on my bed and crying every single day isn't going to fix it. Doing it a couple times to get out the feels, I get it. But doing it every day, you don't deserve to have people feel bad for you because you're not taking the chance of bettering your life. You're wallowing in it. And it's sad. Oh, it really is. goodness. We are on the exact same page. And that, <laughs> that infuriates me how it's pretty much normal now. Like, and, and I really hate the environment that we're living in today as far as you can't just be Switzerland now. It's like you need to be on one side or the, or the other, other or you're wrong. And yeah, it's just canceled. Yeah. And it's a lose lose both ways. And this whole cancel culture and this all the dumb crap on making people feel like they need to choose a side. And while I disagree with that, I think everyone should just do their own thing. But I'm with you on the fact that, you know, is it totally normal to just embrace your depression? I'd say no. You'd you'd <laughs> you'd want to like and you'd think and it could be just Sarah our similarities as far as thinking like this, but it's mm-hmm. not healthy to be like that and you should want to make yourself healthier both ment- mentally, physically, situationally and there's a lot that plays into that aside from chemical reactions in our head or biology. And it's a lot of factors that we actually have control over. Exactly. And once you understand, that's like the first step, understanding that you have control over it. It's like mind-blowing for people once they realize like, wow, I can do this one thing every day and it will make this part of my day better. I have control over how I feel. No way. And you'll be like, yes way. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, I've gone through it. I've, I had major depressive disorder for two years and I've been through it. Like I get it. I've been in the freaking gutter. And of course, like I haven't had this horrible life, but I understand the feeling because it was just being placed on me. And then I realized I woke up one day and I was like, I'm being a little bitch. I'm always going to have these feelings inside of me no matter what, but why am I wallowing in it? Why am I working in a job I hate? Why am I not hanging out with my friends more? Why am I not reading books to, to teach me how to change my life? Why am I not in a relationship that makes me happy. Like there's so many things. Oh, and sorry to go on this rant. No, but you're right. Just, it really gets to me sometimes because same here. I've been through it. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I, I'm totally on the exact same page as you as far as, you know, having those experiences, having those own mental challenges and those own mental roadblocks that, you know, like in my past too have prevented me from doing things that I love doing. And I look back and I'm like, why? Why would I let it do that? I had control over it the entire time. Like, why would I say certain things? Why would I feel a certain way when, you know, I didn't grow up. I I don't have one of those childhoods where I'm like, oh, I have a reason for feeling like, like these things just happen. (laughs) They just happen. It's okay to feel like it, but you need to know how to control it and reel it back in and then live your life. And Sarah, you actually made me think of this just now. Like with all of this self-reflection that you've been doing and really diving into who you are as a person, how do you prioritize this on a daily basis in your personal life and even your relationship too? Because this is a lot. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. I mean, I got to be honest, um, me and my boyfriend only started dating a year ago, but he's really kind of taught me to be more accountable And sometimes you just really need that person. And it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy or if you're even in a relationship with them. You just kind of need that person in your life that's going to be like, dude, come on. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so since we we moved in together like pretty quickly, like honestly, after a couple months. Sarah, um, me too. Me too. (laughs) 
We, no, we can, you're lying. No, I'm not lying. We will absolutely go. We'll talk about this offline, but we have more similarities than you think. Okay, this is creepy. I'm honestly like, are you looking at me through my window right now? Like, what's going on? Outside my window? <laughs> that is so crazy. Yes. Wow. That's nuts. I can't believe that. <laughs> Dude, I'm dying. I can't. I need a beer. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, apart from that, another creepy similarity. Um, yeah. So just living with him, having that a kind of partner and just someone in your life who he is very much in his feminine and very much in his masculine. He's very good at balancing the two. Again, not 50-50. He's also good at calling me out on when I shouldn't be in one and I should be in the other and not like telling me what to do, but being like, Sarah, take a breath. Like, do you realize what you're in right now? Like, why are you coming at me like this? Or like, why are you getting upset over this thing that someone did to you? Like, what, what do you deserve? And so just kind of taking everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. Before I met him, something that I think I do on, on the daily, on the monthly, on the yearly (laughs) is I leave things not meant for me. I leave them like pretty quickly, I don't really like to dilly dally in situations that make me unhappy. Same here. I don't, I'm like not the person who you'd tell like, Sarah, come on, like this makes you unhappy. Why don't you just leave it? Like I would, I'll leave before you even have the chance to me think that. Because too. I know when things aren't, exactly. I know when things aren't meant for me. And that's like a, that takes practice. It really does. And I just left a job recently that I, I loved I was working with children with autism and emotional and behavioral disorders. I was a behavioral therapist and I loved the job so much, but I knew myself well enough at this point where I was like, I'm, I'm not like fully fulfilled. I feel like I can do more for these kids and for people like them and just for people in general. And this is a great job. Like I'm happy, but there's something missing. And when I know there's something missing and I can't get it here, you know what, I'm going to go on to the next thing and I'm going to bless that place that I just left and move on to better things because being complacent turns into like a daily thing. If you are complacent in one area of your life, it's going to topple over into everything else. Yeah. And so even when it comes to being in my apartment, like me and my boyfriend have been working on making sure you clean up the thing that you just messy, like get it done because I tend when <laughs> I don't dilly dally in careers, but I dilly dally when I'm at home yeah. and I'm totally like lazy and just making sure I wake up at the same time every day is what I've been working on. Making sure I clean up after myself. Make sure I have a checklist where I'm checking off what I do each day and making sure I get it done and understanding that it's okay to have goals and it's okay to feel incredibly confident and have people in your life or bystanders who don't believe in you. Like, and not internalizing that and getting in your feminine and thinking that that's like a broken relationship. Yeah. It's like a daily, daily thing for me to understand that no one else matters but me when it comes to my goals. And I have to honestly think about that every single day I wake up because it is such a problem for me. And that's just a Sarah thing. That's just a me thing. Yeah. But understanding that like I'm worth what I want. No one st- can stop me. If I want it, I'm going to get it. The only person who can stop me is myself. And that is like a daily mirror affirmation that I just tell myself every time I brush my teeth. <laughs> no, but but you are so right. And you also, I, I see nothing wrong with having that person in your life that really grounds you. and mm-hmm. a, Exactly. Perfect word for yeah, it. Yeah. And it brings you back to kind of a level set 
it just brings you back to a level playing field of like, okay, reassess, reassess, adjust, adjust your approach and go back into this situation a little bit differently. Really exploring self-awareness as a whole and who I am and, and how I typically react to things or like efforts to not react a certain way. We actually started asking each other, are you looking for comfort or are you looking for solutions? And oh my God, shut up. It, shut up. It, we you do it too? <laughs> he got Anthony's oh my god, that's so weird. It's we we use more of like support or like um like <laughs> like help. It's, like in the sense of like, do you want to be comforted, like you said, or do you need like a plan? Yeah. Oh my god. It's and it mm. and it helps so much because if you really think about it, a lot of the times I'm never looking for a solution. I'm looking for comfort. Exactly. And it speaks to how things can get miscommunicated. And when you don't label it as, hey, listen, I'm not I'm not asking you to solve the world's problems. I'm just asking you to comfort me in the situation that I'm in right now and this emotional state. But I'm not asking you to fix everything. All I need is your presence. And that's changed everything. Exactly. It's it's understanding, again, to, to put the, the terms to that. I, I need more of that feminine energy right now. I'm not looking for that masculine energy. And you might, because of relationships you've been in in the past or how you were raised or what you expect, you might think that that person needs that when they actually just want the opposite. It's it's all like assumptions and being open to the fact that you might be wrong, yeah, you know? Exactly. Wow. This has been such a fantastic <laughs> podcast. Sarah, like, I don't know, we might be twins or we might <laughs> separated, be separated, at yeah, separated at birth. Like, this is just crazy. And like, I am so happy that I had you that first off that I was on Tom, babe. Now I had you on my podcast. And to everybody listening, you just witnessed the start of a fantastic friendship. Oh. I hope you all really take that and do something with it and go out today meet someone reach out to someone that you don't typically talk to you know what explore your different energies just like sarah is saying there's no shame in that game explore the energies and see what you got going on and what what needs some work exactly couldn't have said it better myself well sarah this has been an absolute pleasure for everybody listening tune in next week for some more killer content you should play this podcast on repeat specifically this episode because it just killer insights and from the one and only Sarah. So <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And we are tuning out.